In the ever-expanding space of the multiverses, there are events that defy rational explanation. Paranormal entities, unexplained phenomena, interactions with extraterrestrial beings, and most important of all, Arthur Conan Doyle says Harry Houdini is a warlock! Welcome to Cram Bamble, a podcast about nothing in particular, but unlike the mainstream media, we talk about the important things. My name's Taz. And I'm Kirsten. You weren't expecting that, were you? Sitting there looking at your tablet. I was. I was looking at Gobeclia Terpy. Ooh. <laughs> Gobeclia. Go- go- <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving, people. Uh, That's not even now. And it's not even Well, you know, it's ironic because it is in Turkey. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we're talking about Gobbledockistan. Oh my gosh, you cannot call it that. Uh, that wasn't actually meant to be in the podcast. I was just reading it for fun. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Apparently they've just found a, new- a site nearby with more interesting things. Oh. Yeah. But this is not an archaeological podcast. So. Oh, it could be. It could be. So long as it links back to Bob the Bigfoot. All right. Well, the one thing that I did want to discuss is I find, I think I might have found a cheap and completely impractical solution for your EMF reader. All right. Let's do it. Bring it on. Okay. So I was just happened to be listening to a other podcast mm-hmm. and they were talking about sharks and how sharks can detect electric Electromagnetic waves? Exactly. But uh, short of, I don't know, flooding an entire building and letting a shark loose in it. Handheld shark. Even better than that. Ooh, backpack mounted shark. You could do that too because, have Mm. you heard of mermaids' purses? No. They're the eggs of a shark. So some sharks lay eggs. Okay. And they look, they call them mermaids' purses because they do look like a purse. Gotcha. So, but what they've just discovered, and this is Kirsten's tenuous link to science in our paranormal podcast, is what they've just discovered is that um, these embryonic sharks inside Mm. also have super heightened EMF reading abilities. Okay. And it's to keep them safe. So, what happens is if if, if they detect a predator nearby, their signatures, they um, completely stop moving, they completely freeze and in effect hold their breaths because their gills stop moving and everything. Oh, they do what the ship did in the first Matrix, where they turn everything off. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, turn off all systems. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you could use them as an EMF reader. You have a little tank in a backpack, and you just notice when it freezes, you go, oh, there must be some EMF in the area. Electromagnetic force. People. That sounds like a very expensive no, no, and no. tiresome alternative. I like it. <laughs> it doesn't get points for practical. All right. Well, I knew that one would be a bit of a stretch. Okay. So I wanted to find an animal that could detect EMF. Yes. It wasn't aquatic because carrying a tank around would be a thing. Okay. Platypus. Platypus. Apparently they can do it too. Handheld platypus. A handheld platypus. Okay, but can they- I only, don't know how they're going to communicate. Can they only do it in the water, though? I don't know. I have a feeling it may only be in the water. Right. So, flooding the house is still an option. Well, there's that movie, Ghost- was it called Ghost Ship? Yep. 
Yeah, where half of the ship was submerged. Oh, okay. So we'll just do platypus for that. Okay, so we'll keep platypus in the bank for that one. But aren't they freshwater? Awkward. Well, they don't. Breathe. No, no. We'll use our platypus well. for lakes, and we'll use our shark for this is a the oceans. This is a <laughs> this is a um. I've forgotten his name. <laughs> Damn it! The mathematician from Jurassic Park. He's like, you, you spent so long thinking about if you could do it, not whether you should do it. Kirsten's plan on, his, on a half-submerged ghost ship is to release a shark to detect the ghosts. A baby shark. A baby shark. Do, 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 do. I wondered how long we would go with that Not long at all. Song. It's a Pavlovian reaction that's built into people that lived through nine, 2019. I was going to say 1999. They made $181 million, people that made that song. Just from ads on YouTube. I'm just going to assume AdSense. so. Yeah, yeah. Good on. I just saw a headline that went, "Oh yeah, baby shark creators." Well, are I mean, it's, now be- worth it's better than Friday by Rebecca Black. So she made a lot of money. This out of is that. true. No matter what a curmudgeon you are. Yeah, she you- became super famous. Then complained that people in high school teased her. And my thought is, go somewhere else. You're rich. Yeah, exactly. Get homeschooled. Stop crying. All right. So I was thinking about something the other day. And I don't know where I sit with it. It's either a massive oversight that society has left and that's really stupid, mm-hmm. or it's proof that it doesn't exist. Bigfoot. Uh-huh. So we were talking about the, the video that kind of made the Bigfoot, Bigfoot famous, which was in, that was in California. Yep. yep and yep. ever since we've always who had made like- the, Who made the video again? Oh, I wish I could remember the names. One See, of them's still alive. This is why I have a tablet one, in front of me. One of them's me. still alive. I want to say Patterson and Gill something. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. So, ever since then, we've gotten shoddy videos, blurry photos. Mm-hmm. So, I have a solution. Now, if Bigfoot exists, this is going to get definitive proof. Paparazzi. Okay. If the paparazzi can get a topless shot. Of celebrities of, on of a boat. Of celebrities on secret holidays mm-hmm. at full HD, millions of pixels so they can zoom in on them and put them in trash magazines. You can send one of those lads or ladies out into the forests and get a picture of Bigfoot. If anyone can do it, paparazzi can. That is brilliant. But how would we entice them to do it? Put a reward out? Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they, they enjoy the civilized world too much. But, I mean, they spend a lot of time hiding in sand dunes on beaches. So, I think the forests of California and uh, West Virginia are going to be just fine. They just got to rug up. It doesn't have to be that area. Didn't we just discover that there's an awful lot of Bigfoot-like creatures all over America? Yes, but you can't send a paparazzi to a shopping mall and expect to get pictures of Kim Kardashian on the beach. you got to go where the target is. So we send paparazzi in droves into the forest. Won't that scare them off? And haven't they got this new cloaking technology? Come on. Have you seen the pictures the paparazzi get? Nothing can stop a paparazzo. Nothing. Okay. An army of paparazzo. This is how it begins, just like in Star Wars. Yes, it's for finding Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I shall be... The supreme or, of the or yeah, entice them. Why don't we make friends with a celebrity and get them to picnic often in the woods of California, West Virginia? And that way they might just be in the background. Like accidental photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Kim Kardashian's butt. Oh, and by the way, not Bigfoot's that important. Bigfoot's right behind Bigfoot's her. Bigfoot's behind her. Yeah. Can you still imagine the tabloid cover though? 
It would just be the butt. Kim Kardashian's feet bigger than Sasquatch. Ah. <laughs> All new pictures. <laughs> it's just a butt. Chloe Kardashian is now dating a very hirsute man. <laughs> Sasquatch and me. How we fell in love in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, that's quite sweet. I'd read that. <laughs> Don't die. I started coughing from my laughter. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. Do you know about Harry Houdini? Uh, not in-depth stuff, but a little bit. What do you know about him? Uh, he liked to escape from situations and uh-huh. he died from his ruptured appendix. Oh, that's a, that's a fair bit. Do you know about his extensive career as a medium debunker? I've heard about it in passing, but I don't think I focused on it. Yeah. It is incredible. So he sort of well, almost gave up. You know, he would keep doing his parlor tricks for his friends and family and mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. but he sort of gave up his major stage shows and went on to, and he joined Scientific America and he just went through and debunked everything i love it he went to seances he used to dress up you know and he you know disguise himself and go to these seances he was the original old man mask pranker oh he was incredible and because he obviously used illusions in his own stage mm-hmm. shows he, he was, knew how they were doing he it he knew the tricks exactly i like it he so, was yeah, breaking the magician's code before anyone else he was he was <gasps> but what's even funnier is he was really good friends with arthur conan doyle that name sounds familiar but i don't know who wrote it is. sherlock Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. So he wrote Sherlock Holmes. Ah. But he was obsessed with the supernatural psychic stuff. Arthur Conan or Houdini? Arthur Conan Doyle. Okay. So he was 100% a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when those fairy pictures yes. emerged? He was huge. He was just devastated when they were proved to be fakes. Gotcha. So, yeah, no, he believed all of it. I think he started a research center in England uh, about the whole paranormal thing. Sounds like the start to a superhero movie where, you know, it is the, so the, you know, like Hellboy gets recruited. It's like, oh, Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle created this in the nineteen whatevers. Yes, actually, that's a really good premise yeah, for a story. I like that. Well, this is very sort of Magneto and um, uh, Magneto Xavier? and Xavier. Xavier, Xavier, yeah. I named my I, son I, after him. That's I, embarrassing. I, I knew who it was, but I was trying to think, what's that? Dude's name, Wheelchair Man. <laughs> oh, no, not Wheelchair Man. You know, I literally named my son Charles after Charles Xavier, and I forgot his name. That's him. Charles That's Darwin's him. also a good one as well? Well, it depends who I'm talking to. I'll swap and change. Ah, uh, sometimes Charles Manson. Whoa. Lock him in a cage. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. They were really good friends, but obviously with their opposing ideas, ah. things came to a head. And this is hilarious because Arthur Conan Doyle was convinced Houdini had abilities, like psychic and unearthly abilities, just convinced. And Houdini tried to convince him all the time, just going, no, it's just tricks. Gotcha. These are just tricks. I don't have. And he was just like, no, you are so powerful as a wizard with these abilities, and that's why you're debunking because you won't, don't want anyone to be as powerful as you. That's what I was going to say. It's the best front. You're like, doesn't exist, and I'm going to prove it doesn't exist by debunking people that you're obviously aware of frauds. Yeah, I just thought it was so funny. I wonder what Harry Houdini's doing now in his 14th iteration. He's the doctor. He's the real doctor. Well, that's actually a very funny you say that oh. because he did so much debunking and his wife... Um, 
they obviously are very much on the same page. Mm -hmm. But she said, what if, come on, what if it does exist? What Mm -hmm. if all of the stuff, you know, there is another life after death? What if Cream Bamble's onto something, Harry? Anyway, and he said, right, if when I die, because I will die before you. (laughs) Okay. They'd obviously figured that out. Yeah. When I die, I will try and pass a message on to you. And Ah. they came up with like a secret message. This is why this is familiar, because for the next five years at a particular hotel room, she would perform seances to contact and nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. And it was more than five years. And I just, uh, I just love this. And it was in California she kept doing it, right? Um, it doesn't I was, say. It's oh, at the Knickerbocker man. Hotel. It is. I, I was listening to a podcast about all the haunted places in LA. All right. And this is one of the things that I heard about. She was continually trying to contact and it never happened. On the anniversary of his death every year she yep. did. But what's really funny, she also kept a candle burning beside a photograph of him for 10 years. And she reckons that on the, that last failed seance, she put the candle out. And when people asked her about it, she goes, 10 years is long enough to wait for a man. He didn't marinate long enough. I just love it. I just love that notion of like, eh. And he's living his new life because he he faked his death and he started his new life as, I don't know. I was trying to think of a funny name as a pun, but I got nothing. Tom Smith. And now he just lives as a car salesman, but he occasionally summons the Dark Apprentice. (laughs) Okay. Harry Houdini's Dark Apprentice. David Blaine. Do you want to know something else that's really funny? Yes. Um, this is actually for our listeners because this we were talking about this off air. Um, we've got a new intro that we're trialing mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. moment. Trialing? Oh, man. Oh, are we, are we going to? Oh, man. Are we gonna, well, I wouldn't mind some feedback. So yeah, if people like feedback. it, you know, we'll keep it up. But um, if you don't, let us know. Oh, you distracted me. I was supposed to do that at the intro. If you guys have any questions or paranormal shower thoughts, send us an email at crambamblepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, crambamble two words. Also, if you happen to be listening to this on the iTunes podcast setup, please go ahead and rate this episode and others and uh, spread the word. All of the uh, input really helps us kind of get to a larger audience. Thank you and goodbye. Uh, I turned to mist. (laughs) Um, But no, it it does actually help us. And it helps us stay motivated as well. You know, having that feedback, we (laughs) realize people like us. Yeah. I just want you guys to like me. (coughs) Do you guys like me? Are we cool? What did I do? What can I do better? Oh, wow. That's desperate. That's sad. I don't really care if you like us, but you're... And I just keep listening. (laughs) Such a a scully. Okay. Anyway, but my tenuous connection was we were trialing an HP Lovecraft. That is an amazing title for a paranormal book or TV show. What? Tenuous connection. Connection. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be my epitaph, honestly. I think Kirsten and her tenuous connections. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But we were trialing sort of an HP Lovecraft type of thing. Yes. Well, the. This ties in beautifully because Houdini and Lovecraft were friends. Oh my god! I know, and they were. They he tried to get him to write a book debunking all religious miracles. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Never happened. No, that church is too powerful. They were definitely. They probably killed him. They were definitely connected. Mm. Definitely connected. I think that's the best way to. You have a secret society, and if somebody slips Ooh. up and people start talking about it. Mm-hmm. 
you have like the five ringleaders or whatever number it is the, of your cabal and they all just snip at each other publicly. Snip at each other publicly so nobody would ever think that you're connected as part of the same organization and just have each person has their individual kind of missions or tasks to debunk everything so nobody suspects it. Yeah, that would work. Mm. Did you know uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, it was a Freemason? There you go. Mm. There you go. Yep. I was listening to a similar podcast. I like listening to paranormal stuff and all these kind of weird things. Um, I don't. I get jealous. Hubert? Hubert. Scientology guy. L. Ron Hubbard? L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Hubert. Hubert. <laughs> That's close. Hubert. And uh, there were a couple of other guys. They all had a cabal. And one of the guys- I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say kebab. And I was like, oh, good nice. for them. <laughs> and one of them blew himself up in his lab. Whoa. And On Hubbard purpose? predicted it. He's like, you're going to die by an explosion. Oh, well, that's not hard when you're a scientist who does experiments in a lab. And they're all, they all lived in uh, LA close to where the Hellmouth is. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't- Maybe that's like saying, um, oh, I'm a racing car driver. I think you might die in a crash. Like, it's, it's pretty a pretty good prediction. Mm. You know, you do sci- crazy science in a lab. Oh, you might blow yourself up. Well, I mean, it's easy to say now after it's happened that it's obvious. Or he could have also had a hand in it. Be like, oh, you might blow yourself up in a lab. I'm just going to leave this tap on. It'd be like 15 years from now, someone talking in a podcast about how we were murdered. Nobody ever found out what happened in our house because we did a podcast about paranormal stuff. And people are like, well, that was going to happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. That's pretty weird. At the time, it's like out of all the possible ways we could die. That's true. I mean, yeah. Okay. If you think about it statistically. the The odds are increased. He probably, it was more likely he'd be hit by a car or yes. fall over in the bath. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Hubbard predicted it. Oh God, that's was, coming up. There's a bunch of other things. Yeah. What's coming up? I, I think that might be a topic for another podcast is Ooh. statistics. Statistics? Because I'm a big nerd. Because you're, because you're a big nerd. And I love statistics. So yes, you've just given me an idea. I want to know all the statistics globally for deaths. And then we can try oh. and figure out what creates ghosts, like what traumatic death would link to ghost sightings. I like it. Mm. I like it. I've got some research to do, guys. Oh, goodness. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm thinking about doing this full time because obviously I spend a ridiculous amount of time researching for these podcasts. I think so. you enjoy the research more than the podcasting. You like the collecting of knowledge more than talking about it. Yeah, but it, it helps, you know, with little things That's like, true. hey, Kirsten, who's that guy that uh, did this thing? And I'd be like, hey, it was L. Ron Hubbard. Mm. It, I don't know. Research is great. Knowledge is power. Yes. <laughs> uh, for the listeners that uh, remember it and were wondering, I know that you guys were on the edge of your seats wondering if it would ever happen. I did, in fact, find a small, cool, old looking bookshelf to put my... Uh, uh, cryptid and paranormal books on the downside is I now don't have enough books to make the bookshelf look like an actual bookshelf. So what I'm going to do is write your own, <laughs> is write my, write my own books, just stroke my own ego. Look how much I know about paranormal activities. <laughs> no, I'm going to start scouring, uh, not antique bookshores, but second book bookstores. Bookshore sounds more bookshores. fun. Bookshores is that like an ocean of books? Yes. You know, like Scrooge McDuck and his yes. vault. Except it's all books. Yes. Oh, that would hurt if you Ooh. dived into that. Like Scrooge McDuck, you just smack. <laughs> I just thought of something. Like a hurricane. If 
if you could step into a parallel universe, but you had to be in a specific location to see something that might still exist or might have changed, where would you do it? I got so distracted by the fact that you pronounce thing, T-H-I-N-G, with a K. Think. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Something. It's one of your pet peeves, isn't it? No, I've only just noticed it. I think, yeah. I've known Tez for, what, five years? I've never noticed he's done that. Because I've been watching a show for, for the listeners out there that don't follow my life avidly because I don't talk about it too much. I've been watching Man in the High Castle, which was one of those shows I thought was going to be a bit trash, but it's actually really well thought out. I keep wandering in and then you just get hooked. Like, I haven't watched it. It's from, one of those shows. And you just sit there and go, what? 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 That's happening. It's really cool. You can meditate and change dimensions. Yes. Like what? Yeah, and yeah, it's it's interesting to see like like someone's obviously thought out particular because in this particular story the Axis won the war, so it's what the what America would be like if Japan and Germany had won, and they essentially split the country in half, not entirely in half. Japan Japan gets a lot smaller. Area yeah, I was gonna say because the area in between is kind of like where they nuked and everything like that. I've got DuckTales stuck in my head. DuckTales. Ooh. <laughs> where is there anything in particular that you would like to kind of see either if it's still there or something's different in an alternate universe? That's a really good – I'd love to go and, oh, man, I was hoping – I probably should give a funny response or at least something that's supernatural, but I'd love no. to go and see how apartheid went in South Africa. Gotcha. Had, you know, what happened if Mandela hadn't been there? And would there have been a huge uprising? Would yeah. the ANC still have happened? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I wonder if we'd still have apartheid in South Africa. Ooh. Yeah. I've, I've got one that's going to make you kick yourself that you didn't say it. Because I was actually, this, we're, this was directly leading to this. And I thought about it. I'm like, this would be your thing. Oh my God, I know exactly what you're going to say. What is it? Is it the evolution of man? Nope. Because I'd love to see that too. What? Would it be like if they hadn't burned the libraries of Alexandria? Alexandria. Oh. To step into an alternate universe where that library still existed to see how the rest of civilization would have changed with all the knowledge that we still have. Oh, man. But just that point where I think it would be the center of society. Did you know Timbuktu was supposed to be that as well? Like a center of incredible learning. I don't know what Timbuktu is ex- besides the fact that I've heard it in a children's song. Tell Ex- me about Timbuktu. Not my, many people know much about what Timbuktu. And look, Tim- I, Timbuktu I've, is. I've got to admit that I, not even I know that much. But it's actually a. It's in Africa. Yes. So it is. It was. It is an actual place. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was actually this incredible center of learning at one point in history. Oh. And people used to go there, you know, to obviously learn and 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 just got disbanded. Got. I don't know what happened. Because a, a sailor went to Timbuktu. Yeah. What does it even mean? To see what he could Timbuktu and all that he could Timbuktu was the bottom it, of a deep blue. What does it mean? Timbuktu. What it's, does it mean? Well, it's, I love the fact that it stayed in our universal collective unconsciousness, the name Timbuktu. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That is Obviously, cool. it was very important for the fact that it went into children's songs. Yeah. There you go. I, on a slight tangent back to the, the um, libraries of Alexandria, mm-hmm. one of the coolest things I've... I can't remember if I've read or heard. I think I, I read about it. One of the coolest creations that I've ever read about or heard about that I wish we still had today, and it's one of those things that lost, is the 
I want to say Roman, but it might be Greek concrete that they used. I'm so glad you said that because I get them mixed up too and I shouldn't because, you know, it's something it's I probably, should know. It's probably Greek <laughs> considering they made Greek fire and they made some of the most ridiculous stuff and it was long enough ago that we would have lost a bit of it. But the concrete that doesn't degrade. That incredibly strong concrete that they- The more salt water it's exposed to, the harder, harder and denser it gets. It gets. Yeah. Can you imagine if we still had that kind of stuff? And the Antikythera, for me, that's the most oh, incredible thing. Have you not heard of the Antikythera? No. It's almost like a clock, but it also does sort of like the movement of the stars and planets and things. Oh. And they f- sponge divers found it. And it's all done, obviously, with, you know, cogs and yeah. things. But, they, yeah, they, they found, sponge divers found this, and it's ancient, ancient technology. But, oh. yeah, it tracked the movement of the planets and... It was very, very cool, but all using clockwork. And it was way more advanced than we thought they were even capable of. Oh, man. And it's got such a cool name. It sounds like it's come out of Lovecraft, the Antikythera. Would you be Would you be angry at me if I disappeared forever because I managed to find a way into an alternate universe and I could find out about all this stuff? Uh, could you send me some sort of message to just let me that's, know that's what happened? That's fair. Because, yeah, otherwise it's going to be very much like, oh, he went to go and get a pack of cigarettes and never came home again. It's one of those stories. Yeah, I could leave you like a little scroll made out of a material that you don't understand how it's constructed and be written in an ink that we don't have in this world. Yeah. Because our technology is so, you're like, what is it? And that'd be great, though. At least I'd have some sort of closure. Be like, oh, okay, that's, that's what's fair. happened there. Um, I was about to apologize to our listeners that we haven't talked about anything more like crazy supernatural, but we did for a little bit. And I th- I'm a huge fan of alternate universe stories. Like it's just, I think a lot of people I mean, think that, it's a cop out. That's a huge theory of what ghosts are. And I, we've discussed that in the past. I love it. I would also like to know any of our listeners where they would go or a particular, maybe it's not a where, maybe it's like a particular event that you'd like to see an alternate universe play out to kind of see where that would spider web off into another world. So, you know, send us an email because- you only have so many characters on Twitter, you know, send us an email. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Or any, like to, anything you find that you think we might be interested in. Well, I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to read out, We're not interested yeah, in. I'd like to read out some cool ones on, on air. I don't know if it's on air on the podcast. Yeah. We can say on air. Cause we just don't, it's not live. Yeah. I think it has to be live though to be on air. Does it? Cause it's going over the airwaves. I think. Mm, okay. You know, tell us, tell us what you guys think about on air as well. Are we using it inappropriately? <laughs> oh, um, I'm just going through some news at the moment. Apparently there's an incredibly strange structure. In, someone's found on Google Earth in Antarctica. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like the, the fortress theories and alien spacecraft landing zones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Someone's found mm. something really, really weird looking in Antarctica using Google Earth. Antarctica is north or south again? Well, it's got to be south because the guy, when he was showing it on the video, yeah. um, was saying, oh, head down to the bottom of Africa, South Africa, and then it's a straight line from there. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay. Thank you That's for that. That's kind of cool. So there's something weird in Antarctica you can all go and have a look at. Ooh. There's obviously that lesser known site near Gabiglia Tepe. I always thought that was one word. And then I was looking through the transcript for an episode of Joe Rogan. It's two words. And my mind was blown. I was like, it's two words. Yeah. It's amazing how you hear something out loud, but the way people say it, you think it's one word, but it's really two. Yeah. Gobble. Gobble. Techie. Oh my God. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Well, I've got it in front of me. So it's super helpful. There you go. Just have to do a weird accent to do it. Gobble. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. This is one of the reasons why people need to research and they need people like me in the world to go and do research because obviously some foreigners have gone overseas 
and have gone, why does this town have Satan running around at Christmas? Oh my goodness because gracious. Because these people all painted up in red and sticking their tongues out and like scaring children. <sighs> uh, guys, Krampus. It was That's Christians. It was Christians, wasn't it? It probably was. It was dang Christians. Yeah, so they've written a whole news article going, Satan shows up at Christmas parade. Ugh. Yeah. So angry. I know. So sad. Yeah. Do your research, people. Come on. Journalism hasn't fallen that far. It has. It yeah, actually, really it has. really has. Um, actually, I was listening to a podcast apropos of nothing. Mm. Temple was talking about the fact that some journalists have published their pays because they want to show people that they're not overpaid. And they they're, are. They're overpaid. They're really well paid. I can only afford two cars a year, guys. I only make 80000 American, bearing in mind that they earn like almost half okay, what well, we that's, do. That's not two cars then. I was thinking it was in the- No, no, no. Bearing in mind that- that is double. Like their oh, no, I, their pay rates are way lower than ours. Yeah. I want an, I want a Cybertruck. An Elon Musk one. Yeah. You know he built that for Mars. Yeah, that's what that was my theory. I told oh, you. Sorry. Don't steal my theory. Sorry. That's totally a Martian surface vehicle. What do you guys think about the Cybertruck? Anyway, we're almost at the 30 minute mark, so we're going to wrap it up there. I'm going to eat some more candy. Stop eating candy. Have to- oh, let's get cookies. We haven't had cookies for days. You just said don't eat candy. Now you're trying to force cookies down my throat. Cook- uh, cookies have no calories. Everyone knows cookies that. Cookies have no calories. Thanks for listening to us ramble on. This one was a bit of a weird one, but I'm sure you guys enjoy a little bit of lighthearted banter as much as Kirsten likes cookies. My name's Taz. And I'm Kirsten. And this has been Cram Bamble.